It's time to get in the game. Welcome to another episode of the Get in the Game podcast, the podcast where we explore ways to get off the sidelines, stop making excuses, and get in the game. I'm your coach, Trevor Dean, and I am really excited to get going on today's material. But first, I want to say very happy Easter. I know it's afterwards, but I hope everyone had a great day with their families, with their friends, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ on that day. You know, Easter is my favorite holiday, and uh, there's lots of tra- traditions that I had when I was growing up, and I hope to um, to solidify with my family now, uh, getting older. But sometimes those sort of things can interfere with what the day actually means. And this doesn't have to be specifically just about Easter, but it can be about any holiday or birthday or any other major event. Sometimes we we put things of more importance than what the day actually means. And for Easter, it could mean that it's a day that we we want to barbecue and we want to uh, have family over and just spend time with family and not necessarily focus on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is what the day is for. Or at Christmas time, it could be a focus on making sure everyone has gifts and not actually focusing on the birth of Jesus Christ. And so when those things kind of get in the way and we kind of lose the sight, it's, it's an interference of what the day actually means. It's an interference to our ability to celebrate and focus on those things. So, it kind of led me to this thought of when I was working in full-time ministry, I came up with this talk when, when I would go to uh, different schools and talk to students and talk to coaches about interference in their, in their lives. And, and the way it kind of happened, the way I got this idea was I was pulling up to a gas station convenience store and I was going in to get a, a drink, get something to drink. And I was pulling up into the stall. And as I got closer and closer to the curb, the radio station I was listening to, which happened to be a Christian radio station, and I can't remember if it was a song or if it was just the the you know radio personalities talking, but I knew it was something I wanted to hear. But as I got closer and closer, the signal cut out, and then when I finally made it all the way and you know pulled completely into the stall, it was just that fuzz, that white noise sound over over the speakers, and immediately I thought, man, like. Just like that, like the building cut out the message I wanted to hear. And some, and I started thinking, how often when we have something to hear from God that we let other things get in the way and block out that message. And so I, I immediately thought, wow, this is a great subject to talk about. And so I kind of came up with this talk and I'm going to share it here with you today. But first, I'm going to talk about that word, that broadcast. It's a made up of two words, uh, broad and cast. And first off, you know, broad isn't the the main part that I want to focus on, but it just means to you know, it's it's out there. There's a, a it's a vast, uh, huge reach it can go to. It, it's not just a specific. It's out there uh, for a lot of people to 
to experience. And, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm kind of using my own definition with it, but for the context of the word cast, and there's a lot of different definitions for the word cast, but the one we're going to focus on is to throw, to, to, to throw, um, with energy to, to just chuck it out there. And some of us might think about casting a fishing line, you know, when you cast it out there and it's, that's part of it. But in terms of the story, I'm going to tell you, casting can also mean throwing seeds out or to sow, to sow seeds. And so, uh, it, in that studying and trying to make up a, uh, a talk to, to tell these students, and these coaches, it led me to Matthew 13 and the parable that Jesus gave to the people, uh, to the people he was talking to about the sower and the seeds. And a parable, if you're not familiar with that, is just a story could be made up. It could be true. We don't really know, but it's, it's there to, to, to teach a lesson about what's going on, trying to get the point across, point across kind of the way that sometimes we talk in analogies or the way I talk about maybe sports, uh, to try to drive a point across in these, in these podcast episodes. So Jesus is talking to people in a crowd and he, he starts telling them this parable and I'm just going to read it. It's, uh, Matthew 13, starting in verse three. And he spoke many things to them in parables saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on good soil, and yielded a crop some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And so I'll get into the meaning of what that is in, in a little bit. But in this parable, you see three different types of, of interference. The sower goes out, or the farmer, the way I think it, like the sower is basically the, people who, the person who's planting the seeds. The farmer goes out and casts the seeds around. And growing up in the Central Valley of California, some of you know you know what that's like, uh, and some of you who are listening probably don't, but there's a lot of farmland around here, or at least there used to be. And growing up just a couple miles down from my grandfather's ranch, um, when there was garlic and there was grapes and there was different types of uh, crops growing, you, you got a firsthand account of, of what it meant to cast seeds out, to to plant, and to to reap the benefit of that. So the way I see it is there's this farmer and he's walking on the footpath. You know, it's, it's packed down. It, it's not soft dirt. And he has a bag of seed and he's taking a handful and he's throwing seeds out. And just both sides of the footpath. And some of the seed falls on the footpath. And because it's so impacted, the birds come and just take it up. They use it for food. And then just off the footpath, there's, you know, there's, there's some rock. So the birds are the, inter- the, the hard ground and the birds are interference for the first seed. And then maybe just off the footpath, there's some rock and, you know, just kind of keep, whether it's to keep the, the, the footpath strong and stable or whatever it is, but for whatever reason, there's, you know, some, some rocks on the side of the footpath and some of the seed falls in there and 
the seeds spring up immediately, but because there's no roots, there's no there's no soil there, the sun and the root comes in and scorches it and, and kills it off. And so then the rock and the rock and sun are the interference for that. And then then there's the thorns and the weeds that I see before you get into the very fertile land that's on the outside of the rocks on both sides. And as they're casting seeds on both sides of that, some of it falls into the thorns. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's not bad soil there or that there, that there's not good soil there. I'm sorry, but it just, there's other things growing there. And so when it does take root, those thorns and those weeds are stronger in that soil that it just chokes it out and it does it's not able to grow there. But then beyond that, where the land is tilled and it's uprooted and it's just nice fertile soil, that's where the seed takes takes root. So you have the bird in the hard ground is the interference for the first seed. Then you have the rock and the sun that scorches the seed, and that's the interference there. And then you have the weeds and thorns in, in the third one. But then in the soil that it grows in and yields a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold crop, you don't have that interference. And so the reason I use this in, in the talk is because of what it actually means. And so later on in Matthew, uh, Jesus, you know, he was asked by his disciples, you know, why do you speak in parables? What does it mean? And he kind of says that um, I talk this because those who have a mind wanting to know what I'm talking about, you'll understand this. But those who don't, they'll just hear the story and that'll be it. And so he explains to his disciples what it actually means. And he says it again. I'm just going to read it because, it, you know, it's there's power in the, in the word. And he says, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one whom seen who sorry, this is the one whom seed was sown beside the road. The one whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary, and when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom seed was sown on good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. So that, it might be a little confusing for those of you who aren't familiar with the Bible, but... Jesus is saying that that seed he's casting out, the seed that's there is the word of God. And we know from, from scripture that Jesus is the word. So the, the message of him and who he is, when it is cast out, there's going to be four different types of people out there. One who it kind of, the message just kind of goes in one ear and out the other, and it never takes hold. And that's the one that basically the devil is blocking it, and so they they never quite get it. They never it, they never receive it with joy. They never it never takes root at all, and um, it, it just kind of like I said, it goes right past them. That's the bird comes and snatches it up. 
Then there's the one on with the the rocky places who it sounds like a great idea and they're all gung ho about it. But then as soon as your friends or, or, um, uh, society kind of tells you, Oh, that's not the way to go. Like, we're not going to, we're not going to accept you. If you, if you believe this way, they kind of just give up on it dies away. The, the joy is gone. They're not willing to, to take a chance on it. And the, the world interferes The those, those naysayers and those people who are, who get in your head and tell you that it's not, uh, it's not worth it, or you're going to be a horrible person, or it's, you know, it's, it's against what, um, society is about nowadays. And they kind of give up on, on Jesus and, and on that word. And then there's the one who has it in, in the, the thorny and, and weed filled places. That's where the, the seed is, is thrown. And you get so bogged down by the worries of this world and, and maybe amassing wealth because you think that's going to fix your worries and stuff, but you get so worried about everything else that you don't spend time on the thing that has taken root and those things choke it out. And you, you start to, uh, some people might say you start to lose faith or you just kind of give up on it altogether because it's more important to you to, uh, take care of those worries than it is to feed your soul with the word of God. And then there's the ones who have the fertile soil. And when they hear the word, they believe it, they understand it. And then it yields a crop a hundredfold, 60 fold, 30 fold. And some people think that that means that, you know, you will, you'll reach people in that, in that way, or you'll, you'll, you know, you'll cast out that seed and those, the word about Jesus and it'll bring more people to God. And I think that's true, but there's, there's other fruits of the spirit as well that are important there, uh, that you can reach people and, and, and make a difference in people's lives, um, through that relationship, through that ability to hear the word, understand it and move forward. But so, so, before I bring some relevance to what that means for getting the game, I, I do want to say if you are one of those people who struggle with things, I am praying for you. I think that there's no greater importance in this life to know what Jesus did for you, who he is, why he did it. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make a decision to follow follow Jesus, but I want you to know that Jesus is there for you. He loves you. He was born for you. He lived a perfect life. He died for your sins because we're not perfect. We are sinful. He lived a perfect life. He died for our sins to be the payment that we couldn't pay. He was buried in a tomb. And on the third day, he rose from the dead for us so that we could spend eternity with him if we believe him and accept him now that's the seed i'm casting out and i hope it takes root if it doesn't i'm still praying for you i still love you but that's what it's about that's that's why i'm talking about so don't let that interference come into your life do whatever you can to make sure interference is out of your life but what that means now for getting in the game it could it could be anything Interference comes in all different shapes and sizes. And so when I think about, um, I, I, I kind of 
use the example sometimes of learning learning a new language. And I use that because I want to learn a new language. I want to be fluent in Spanish. And I know it's easier said than done, but sometimes it and it could be anything, but I'm going to use the example of of learning a new language, kind of like a parable. But let's say I wanted to I wanted wanted to start learning and um doing different things with it. And so the first example I would say in using the principles from the sower and, and, and sowing the seeds what would be I hear learn learn a new language, you know, uh, through the internet or you know, social media or on the TV, and I hear it and I do nothing with it. I go, what do I need to learn a new language for? I, I know English and that's great. I can communicate any way I want, or I have a I have a translator on my phone. I can just type something in English and then you know, show them this way if I need to talk. It's not a big deal. I don't want to. That's kind of like that first one. It's just in one ear and out the other. Takes no root. Doesn't mean anything to me. But then the second one, the rocky one, it could be, you know what? I I, I really want to learn a language. I've always wanted to. And then I kind of start telling my friends and, and, and uh, spreading the word, oh, I'm going to learn a new language. And then I start hearing, oh, that's going to be really hard. You're going to spend so much time doing this. Uh, like, oh, you know, it's too late in your life to, to start learning a new language. Or what do you learn learning a new language for? Um, what are your intentions behind it? And all of a sudden, these voices and stuff start getting in your head that then get you thinking, you know what? You're right. Like, I, I, I don't know why I'm, I even thought about doing this. And the joy has gone. And all the, the naysayers and all the, the bad thoughts start scorching that idea of learning learning Spanish or learning a new language. And then you give up on it. Then there's the thorny soil and the, the weed-filled soil. And you take it, you start working on it, and you have joy about it. And then as time goes on, just the, the worries of everyday life and the time commitment and all this other stuff takes all the nutrients, all the water that it needed to, to grow this particular idea and in, in this um, this new venture you're going on. All the nutrients are stolen and, and are given to the weeds and the thorns, and it chokes out that dream of, of learning learning a new language. And you just kind of you know eventually dies and gives up. But then. There's the person who has good soil and decides I'm going to do whatever it takes, um, no matter how long it takes. I'm going to commit a certain amount of time, a certain amount of practice, and I'm going to make progress. And any chance I get to speak that language to someone who is a native speaker or can also speak that language, I'm going to do that. Just taking every opportunity and then in time, they become fluent. And because you did that, it has then inspired other people in their lives to say, Hey, you know what? It's never too late to turn, learn a new language or to learn something new. I'm going to start off too. And then that yields that crop. It kind of, you know, you, you've done it. People have seen it and it yields that influence to other people. And then that can be in any different, uh, or any number of ways in your life. It doesn't have to be a new language. It could be uh, getting in shape. It, it could be, um, starting a new hobby or a new job or a side hustle, trying to make some more money on your own. But when we let those interferences come in and choke out 
and, and disrupt what that dream or that message is to us, we're missing out completely. So in my own, uh, my own life, I'll kind of give an example of back when I was playing, you know, sport, I, I played volleyball for eight years. Um, I started in elementary school. There was a, a time where the school district I was in decided to, for two years, experiment with year round school. So it kept us in school a little bit longer, which gave us another sports season. And they decided to add boys outdoor volleyball and I decided to play. And through that time, uh, you know, like at the very beginning, I never played volleyball before. It was even in my own head. Isn't that a girl sport? Like I've never seen boys play volleyball little, little than I know that, you know, it was in junior high and high school, um, already, but for me, I was like, Oh, like it's not a girl sport. And then, uh, there were some friends at school that were, you know, would say, you know, say those certain sort of things as well. Um, and, and I wrestled with it, but I stuck with it. And then I heard the same things from, uh, some of my brothers who had never played before in terms of, uh, never played, uh, competitively. We used to do it in, in family get togethers, but, you know, you just kind of start hearing those sort of things and you're like, man, like, is this really where I want to go? Uh, so I, as I dealt with that kind of, um, the, the rocky, uh, soil and, and hearing that, but I stuck with it. And then as time moved forward, then I have, I had other sports I was playing and then I had school and I had church obligations and all this stuff. And I could have easily given up on, on that time saying that I just don't have the time to practice and stuff, you know, as much as I need to, in order to get that as good as I want to be, because there's other things that are important in my life. But as I went through it, I, I, I got the ability to put those things away, kind of remove those rocks from that soil and those, those weeds from my soil and let, let it flourish. And then later in my career, when I stopped playing, I was able to become a coach. And then that's when I really, I realized in my coaching career, I have that good soil because I've yielded that crop of good players and, and then the cycle continues, you know, as I'm casting seeds and knowledge and stuff about the game to athletes, they can either let it go in one ear and out the other. They can have the rocky soil or the thorny soil, or they can have good soil. And over the course of 18 years of coaching, there's been any and all of those sort of players and, and, and athletes. And I wouldn't trade anything for it, but I know that being committed to it and saying that this is something I want to do over time has yielded that crop. And it just goes to show you that planning something today doesn't necessarily mean you're going to reap it tomorrow. It could be years and years down the road. It could be weeks, months, but in my case, in terms of this example, it's been years on the flip side. There are, there's another part that I feel has been kind of choked out of my life. And that has been uh, music. And I think I mentioned before, it was something that was very important um, uh, in our family that all of us were able to play some music. And there was a number of different times that I gave, I gave it a really um, 
good effort and trying to get better. But as time has gone by, um, and, and worries of the world and making sure that everything is good, the amount of time I've spent on music in the last two years has been virtually none. And that doesn't mean that music isn't important to me. It just means that those things have kind of choked it out. Which means, and the reason I, I say that is, any of these things can happen at any stage of your life. Other than, I feel like, the the first one. The, uh, you know, you just kind of in one ear and out the other. It doesn't take root. The birds come and snatch. That's kind of from the beginning. It, it never takes root. But those other ones... Sometimes the rocky soil and the weed filled soil are uh, working together to, to get you to give up. Um, and that could be in faith and that could be in, in any of your um, life endeavors as well. But sometimes something happens in our lives where all of a sudden the good soil has weeds in it and it starts to choke out whatever that responsibility is. Or whatever that uh, that joy-filled message is, and, and I say that because you sometimes we need to to weed out that soil. Sometimes we need to remove rocks from that soil. And then for those of us who might have uh, a hard footpath, maybe we need to till it up and kind of uh, kind of uproot some of that soil, so then that things might grow in it. And then those who are in a, in a spot in, in certain examples where they have good soil, keep it tilled. Keep it weed-free. Keep the rocks out of it. Because there are more and more people in this world that I see that let the, the, the worries of this world or wealth, uh, trying to amass wealth to, to fix those worries, or they let their friends and family or what, whoever it might be interfere with their faith. They start listening to people and then they start in the name of being, um, uh, just, I want, I want peace or, or I want to, I want to accommodate other people that they, they stop, they stop living out their faith or they kind of give up on it because of bad situations or they were hurt or they have a worry, but the, the, the faith that is supposed to get us through all things, that relationship with Jesus they, that's the thing that they kind of give up because maybe that that's what are is bringing everyone else's problems to you. And it's just better to say, or easier to say, uh, I, you know, what, I just don't want to do this anymore, but I encourage you to get the weeds out, get the rocks out, till up that footpath, get some good soil in there. Let that seed take root, let your faith flourish and yield a better crop. You know, I, I just I say this because I don't want interference in your life to interfere or rob you of your joy or productivity or like I just said in the ultimate case your salvation and your faith. I don't want anything to interfere with that. I want that to flourish. I want that to grow because I love you and you know I I know what it's done in my life and I want that for you guys as well. So this week, take a good hard look at things that might be interfering in your life, not just in your faith, but in other areas of your life. And maybe it's time to weed some stuff out, remove some rocks, or maybe it's time to plant some more seed. And I, I, I say that because 
I, I want us all to, to grow together. And uh, I just want to encourage you to go out there and, and, and be the best you possible. So, like I said, let's find ways to, to cut out the interference. And with that, we might be able to get off the sidelines, stop making excuses, and we'll get in the game. See you next week. Get in the game! Thank you for listening to the Get in the Game podcast. Please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way to support us. Find us on YouTube and subscribe for more content. If you would like for us to pray for you, or if you have topics that you would like us to tackle in upcoming episodes, email us at getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. That's getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at getinthegamepc. If you've experienced getting off the sidelines and getting into the game yourself, please let us know. And remember, it's time to get in the game.